what we really have to do is like dismantle that belief that self-sacrificing equals good and having boundaries and being more assertive is bad. Like we have to dismantle that. We have to look at the origin of that story for us because it's going to be unique for all of us. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer, and coming at you with our second ever video recorded episode. So, oh my gosh, I just realized I did not put the first one up on YouTube because, I don't know, it feels like a lot of work. So we haven't done that yet. (laughs) Maybe I will in the future, but I did create a reel out of it. So kind of fun. Check out check out my Instagram. Also, if you listen to the pod, but you don't follow me there, what the heck? Um, I'm at life by Alyssa. So I'm going to keep trying to do more video recordings, uh, reels uh, of my episodes because it just feels fun. So I like this. I also have to say that I'm just here to like do things imperfectly because my, my office is in my bedroom and my bed, I'm I'm washing my sheets. And so my I don't even have like a pretty nice background. And I just want to debunk like the idea that we have to do things perfectly. Like, what a joke. <laughs> I don't do anything perfectly. Anyone who tells you, oh, it, it needs everything needs to be aesthetically pleasing and perfect. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a beautiful space. I love for things to look nice. Like if I had it my way, things would always be polished. But I don't let imperfections stop me anymore because it's a waste of time. I don't have time for it. Like I only have so much childcare per week. And so on the days that I have help, like you better believe I'm washing my sheets. I'm recording the podcast. I'm like fitting in all of the, all of the things. So let this be your permission to be imperfect, to not let that be a reason to hold you back because it's not. (laughs) And something that we need to teach ourselves is how to feel safe in our bodies when things are not perfect, when, when things aren't always going the way that we think they should, when things are uncomfortable, like how can we show ourselves that it's safe and that we can survive it? Like, I'm just obsessed with that concept because it's been life changing for me as a highly sensitive person. And it's one of the main things I teach HSPs and I'll just like continue to preach it until the end of time because a lot of times I feel like there's this narrative out there that it's like oh I have to be in the perfect conditions to thrive I have to like have my perfect morning routine and get 10 hours of sleep and whatever it's like all of these like requirements that I have to have you know has to be this certain way and like 
yeah, I love that. Like if I had it my way, I would absolutely always get 10 hours or nine or eight uh, hours of uninterrupted sleep. And I would have an hour long plus morning routine and it would just be lovely. (laughs) But I'm a a mom to a one-year-old. I don't have that luxury. It's just not in the cards for me. That doesn't mean that I'm like a martyr and I'm like self-sacrificing to the max and being like, oh my God, I have zero time for myself. I still find pockets of time and I do things for myself. But something that I have learned and really embraced is that things don't have to look perfect in order for me to feel good and be happy and to feel grounded and like enjoy my life. So that's just a little random thought that I wanted to share that feels important because I've certainly learned that in motherhood. I thought that like I would absolutely just like crumble and fall apart if I didn't get enough sleep, if if I didn't get enough time to myself. I just felt like, oh my gosh, how will I ever handle that? Like this feels, this seems so impossible. And yet here I am one year later, I'm actually recording this on my daughter's first birthday. Like I'm here, I've made it. I've lived off of broken sleep for an entire year, except for like one night when she slept through the whole night, which was just an amazing fluke. (laughs) Um, And there have been times where I really, really struggled, where I was so exhausted and it like really impacted my mental health. And I have recorded uh, episodes about that if you want to like, you know, go more into the mental health stuff. I've recorded episodes about that, but in general, like 80% of the time, 90% of the time feel pretty good. And it's pretty amazing what we are capable of. And when we know how to take good care of ourselves and when we know how to like tend to our sensitive bodies, we can actually be more adaptable and we can find ways to cope and, and just, yeah, not have things like take us down so easily. So that's a little uh, rant, <laughs> riff, whatever, on just like n- things not needing to be perfect in order for you to just like move forward and live your life. So let's talk about what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I really want to dive into a belief that I think holds a lot of highly sensitive people back. And I want to debunk this belief and I want to help you see things in a different way. So I'm really excited to get into this episode. Oh, and before we get into it, trying to think when this episode is going to be coming out. I'll share it anyway. So I'm going to be opening a live version of my self-worth course. So what this is going to look like, I'm still figuring out all the details, but we will be going through my self-worth program for highly sensitive people. It's a seven-week program. We will be going through that together week by week. I will be answering your questions. We'll be keeping each other accountable. It's going to be amazing. And I am going to also provide an option for those of you who want an even more intimate group experience, I am going to be creating a live component that you can upgrade into, which will be, um, I'm still figuring out the details, but what I think it's going to be is a weekly Zoom call with everyone who chooses that option. So we're really going to be like diving into self-worth and talking more specifically to things that you're experiencing in your life. And, you know, I'm going to help coach you through these things. So I'm really, really excited. Typically the self-worth program is something you can just opt into at any time and it's fully self-paced. So this summer, I'm just excited to do a live version to really be in it with you to help you through any areas that you're getting stuck. So This program is honestly a program I think every highly sensitive person needs to 
to do. I genuinely believe that because low self-worth is at the root of so many of our issues. It's the reason that we're people pleasing. It's the reason that we're struggle with codependency and boundaries. It's because we're finding our worth and value and how much we do for others. We find a lot of our identity and how much we achieve. We tend to burn ourselves out because we think that we really have to earn our worth and, and value as a human being. And this has been one of the greatest struggles of my life. It's something I've just been here to learn and work through over and over and over again. And so I'm really an authority on this topic. This is something I know like the back of my hand. And I've already taken about 60 people through this self-worth program, maybe more, I have to check. But so many people have already gone through this and have seen such a shift in themselves. I've had clients who have finally been able to set challenging boundaries with family members. And I have people who have been able to ask for raises at work and speak up to their boss and make changes in their relationship that actually brought them so much closer. So there's a lot of really good stuff that has come as a result of this program. And I know doing this live version is just going to be that much more magical. So I'm working on getting that all updated. I'm, I'll definitely, if you want to hear the latest, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Life by Alyssa. Um, and if you want the current details about that program, the link will be in the show notes. It's sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash self-worth. So you can find the details there. Okay, let's get into the episode. So today I wanted to be talking, I wanted to talk about a common belief that I see highly sensitive people having that holds them back, keeps them small, keeps them stuck. And it really like pains me and it honestly, like I get fired up about it. So we'll see where this episode goes. <laughs> but the belief that I see people hanging on to is, it's just this vibe, this belief of, I can't help it. I'm such a people pleaser. I just, I always do everything for everyone else. Like that's just me. Like that's just who I am. Like people always walk all over me and no one listens to what I have to say. And just like, no one cares. It's That's the belief. That's the vibe. It's just like, this is my life. Like this is who I am. So I don't know what to do about it. And you know, if, if this, if you're hearing me say this and you're like, dang, Alyssa, I feel called out. <laughs> I'm saying this to you with so much love because this was my story for the longest time. I literally identified, self-identified as a people pleaser. And I was like proud about it. I was like, yeah, I'm a people pleaser. Like, that's just me. Like, I'm just a nice person. And like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was an admirable way to be. I, I thought that that just made me nice and kind because I was always saying yes to people and I was known as the nice person and I was known as as the person that would always just like be there for everyone else. And this is great. Like I never want, I don't ever want anyone to come into my space and start to feel like ashamed of who they are or like they need to change who they are at their core. Like for so many of us highly sensitive people, we are caretakers. We are naturally very nurturing. I mean, if you've ever taken my empath archetype quiz, one of the empath archetypes is the caretaker soul because being super empathetic is a part of our wiring and makeup as HSPs. So it's a beautiful thing. But what's not great and what's not healthy is when we are doing this from a disempowered place and when we're doing it to gain love and validation and approval. 
And that is where I see a lot of highly sensitive people going, myself included, where we aren't giving from a place of, oh my gosh, I, you know, I have so much to share and I'm so excited to give. We're giving from this like lack place. We're giving from this like resentment place where it feels compulsive. It feels like, oh my gosh, I need to do this or else somebody might be mad at me. It's just not coming from a place where it, there's an abundance to give, if that makes sense. So the other day I posted on Instagram about self-abandonment and how this really begins at a young age for highly sensitive people. And so many people resonated with that post. Like I was, I mean, I wasn't shocked, but I was, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know that this was something that people were like, I don't know. I just felt like a lot of people were kind of like surprised or like, oh, wait, what this totally relates to me. Like, so I really want to go into that. Like, why do so many highly sensitive people self-abandon? And why do we think that this has to be part of our personality? Like, why do we, why do we identify so much with this? I, again, I think it really goes back to the self-worth thing. I think for so many of us, being overgiving, people pleasing, not having any needs, like pretending we don't have any needs, like we all have needs. These are all protection mechanisms, and they were ways that we found acceptance from others. And we, and it was how we got validation. You know, we were probably rewarded and complimented on how kind and how helpful and how caring we are, which is amazing. Like we love this. But the problem lies when we are fully attaching our identity to being that person so that. If we ever feel the desire to say no, if we ever are exhausted and we don't have space to help somebody, like if our whole identity is wrapped up in how much we do for others, then it's going to feel incredibly uncomfortable and scary to ever do something opposite of that because it it will feel like we're doing something wrong. And that's the main thing I see from HSPs is they know They know that they need to make a change. They know that the way they're operating and giving to everyone else all the time is not sustainable and it doesn't feel good, but they don't know how to stop. And they're scared to stop because what does that mean about me? I'll never forget this DM I got from a woman who told me, hey, I I set a boundary with my friend and I just feel like horrible. Like, who am I now if I'm not a kind person? And I was just like, oh my gosh, that like, hit me so much because it was so clear to me that in her mind, no boundaries equals good, boundaries equals bad. I'm a bad person if I set boundaries. I'm a bad person if I say no to people. So this seems to be the narrative that a lot of highly sensitive people are are really like re- replaying in their minds and and are telling themselves is the truth is, oh, in order to be a good person, I have to self-sacrifice. I have to overgive. I have to always be available. And if I ever don't do those things, if I ever put myself first, say no to that thing, you know, don't, whatever, then I'm a bad person. If I set a boundary, I'm a bad person. And that's like, so if we continue this way, it's exhausting. And so the first thing we have to do is we really have to separate our identity from always overgiving, always being a caretaker. And what that means is like, we have to question that belief that we have. We have to question that like thing that we carry with us, which is that, oh, I'm just a people pleaser. Oh, I'm just, you know, I just overgive. That's just me. I can't help it. How is that keeping you safe? That's actually the question I want to ask you. How is that How is that belief actually serving you? A lot of times we'll say that we want to make a change, 
but deep down we don't and we'll kind of self-sabotage that change because because it's scary and because we're actually getting something from being stuck in that old behavior. So I'll share my my own example, which is that when I was such a people pleaser and always saying yes to people, you know, I would say, oh, everyone bulldozes me and like no one listens to me. And I just feel like no one cares about what I have to say. So I was very much in like a victim energy. I felt very much like a victim to the world around me. It felt like everyone around me was like mean and scary and like abrupt and rude. And I was like the nice, quiet, shy, sensitive girl who like always said yes to people. And so while I said that I didn't want to be bulldozed and while I said that I, you know, I wish that people respected me more and whatever. And I want to be more confident when I was real with myself about it. Like if I actually like sat with it, like what I was gaining from that whole scenario was one, it was validating to me to, to view myself as the like good, holy person. Like, oh, see, I'm like the sensitive, nice person. I'm always giving to everyone. And like, gosh, everyone else is so rude. And they just like take advantage of me and like, oh, it's just not fair. And so it allowed me to stay in this place of people pleasing because I was viewing myself and that behavior as the quote unquote good way to be. Right. And so that allowed me when I, when I held on to that belief and when I stayed in that place, it was safe. It was comfortable because the opposite of that, if I actually did want to get out of that people pleasing, if I actually did want to start being more confident and like you know, have an opinion and, and like stand up for myself, share my needs, et cetera. Like if I wanted to do that, well, that meant I have to, had to do something uncomfortable. That meant that I had to let my, my husband know that I needed him to do something differently. I needed more emotional connection or that meant that I needed to tell those house cleaners that like, no, it's not cool that you're an hour late because I planned my entire day around this instead of, you know, always just being like, oh yeah, it's okay. Like speaking up and doing things in a different way, setting a boundary, being more direct, like it's uncomfortable. It brings up discomfort. It can be dysregulating to the nervous system. And so for a long time, I said, oh, I, you know, I wish people didn't bulldoze over me, but I wasn't taking any actions that actually like backed that up because it was more comfortable and safe for me to stay in the people pleasing in the caretaking role even when it wasn't benefiting me because, because it made me a quote unquote good person. So what we really have to do is like dismantle that belief that self-sacrificing equals good and having boundaries and being more assertive is bad. Like we have to dismantle that. We have to look at the origin of that story for us, which is something I I walk you through in my self-worth program because it's going to be unique for all of us, which is why in that program, I'm really having you look at your unique experiences and how this has created a story in your life and then what um, actions that has created for you. Like how has that become your reality? So that's something we dive into in the program because you really have to understand why. A lot of people will come to my Instagram page and see a post on self-abandonment or on over-responsibility or codependency. And they'll be like, okay, so what are the tips to like stop doing this? And it's not just some tips. Like there aren't just like a couple things like, oh, just say this and you know, just do this. It's like, it's deeper work than that. And my my goal when I share these posts with you all on Instagram is to get you thinking and to help you make the connections and start to open your mind to 
how, like how this is playing out in your life. My goal is for you to see, feel seen by those posts and validated and to understand. But the work of like actually making changes around that is deeper than here are a few tips. Like there are some, there are things you can do, but it's deeper than that. So, you know, some things I can share here now are, like I said, understanding the story, the origin for you, like where is this coming from? Because that's important. Like if you don't know why you're doing something, you're going to keep unconsciously replaying the same stuff over and over and over because your subconscious beliefs are running the show. And so we just will unconsciously seek out the same patterns because that's what we're used to. And so in order to make changes, you have to understand what's going on and you have to then create new neural pathways and you have to show yourself that it's safe to do things in a new way. So you know, for me, getting out of the people-pleasing behavior looked like taking small steps to assert myself and then showing my my system, my nervous system, my body that it was safe to do so. So basically, you know, the first time I ever said no to somebody or spoke my mind to my husband or whatever, like my my body kind of freaked out. Oh my gosh, danger, danger. This is not safe. This is scary. Oh my gosh. And I would notice myself going into that desire to uh, people please and, and to make myself safe as quick as possible. Like I felt, you know, I felt that in my body, but the goal here is to stick with the new way of being and manage the discomfort in your body, right? So what that's going to look like, you know, for me, I'm a big fan of EFT tapping. So when I noticed myself feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I'm afraid of getting rejected. If I express myself to my husband, I could do some EFT tapping around rejection, right? So the goal with with doing things in in a new way and creating new neural pathways and, and just like kind of like creating a new operating system for yourself is it's really like a matter of taking a new step, like expanding yourself and then creating safety through that expansion. That's really the way that I look at it. So step one for you here though, that I really hope you get from this episode is question that belief. If you find yourself being like, yeah, I'm such a people pleaser. Oh my gosh. Like everyone takes advantage of me. Let's start questioning that. What are you gaining from this belief? How is it how is it secretly serving you? Do you really want to make a change? What would it feel like if you did express yourself? What would it feel like if you said no to people? What would that feel like? What bring, what does that bring up for you? That is that is where I'd love for you to begin. And if you want to take it further with us, definitely join us for the live round of the self-worth program. This is going to be magic. This is really where the change happens. Like I want this for you. If you want to experience things in a new way, and if you want to just like actually make the change and actually feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm not such a people pleaser. And oh my gosh, I'm actually like so much cooler and more confident than I realized I could ever be. Like that course is literally the roadmap. Like it literally is. I can't talk about it enough because it's everything that I have done to stop attaching my worth to how much I do, to how much I give. It's how I finally began to feel comfortable saying no to having an opinion and to like go after things that I want and show up for you here imperfectly with like my messy bed behind me and be like, whatever, like I'm a good person. Like even if things aren't always perfect around me, like it doesn't matter. So I want that for you. I really, really want that for you. And step one is questioning that belief. So 
If this episode helped you, please send me a DM. Let me know. Let me know what takeaway you had from it. Um, If you have any questions about the self-worth program, send me a message. Um, Like I said, the details are sensitiveandsoulful.com forward slash self-worth. And I'll be sharing more details um, about exactly when we're going to be starting that live on my Instagram at Life by Alyssa. So I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. And I'm so excited to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.